The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Hey there. Do you like movies, cartoons, video games, anime, and everything in between? Then we have a show for you. The Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. Every week, Josh and Ben bring you all the latest and greatest in movie reviews, news, commentaries, interviews, special guests, and tons of bonus episodes. New episodes come out every Monday. We also make great nerdy content on our YouTube channel. You can find our show anywhere podcasts are found. The Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. Your one stop for all your nerdy needs. Stay nerdy, my friends. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. If you're a returning guest, thank you for coming back. If you're a new listener, thank you for checking me out. Hopefully you'll find something you like here, and there's a big back catalog at this point of stuff you could listen to if you want to hear varied opinions on assorted subjects and what's going on in the world at any given time, that back catalog is a pretty good slice of history at this point. So this is the episode that's going to be coming out Tuesday, March 8th. As of right now, quick little recap, the world's still fucking crazy. Inflation is still through the roof in this country. Uh, there is still a conflict going on in between Ukraine and the uh, Russians. That is not sure. They're going real well for the Russians at this point. Uh, problem is, we're not over there, don't have direct sources of information. It seems like both sides are putting out propaganda, and honestly, there's way too many people out there that are real comfortable saying, oh, well, we have to do this, and we have to help Ukraine, and we have to do this, and we have to do that. Now, I'm not by any means, I've said it before, I don't support what Russia is doing. I think Putin has gone a little bit around the bend at this point, but I don't think he's completely nuts. I hope he's not completely nuts because he's in a position where he could cause a lot of really bad shit to happen. And unfortunately, the leadership in this country hasn't really shown themselves to be any fucking better because we've heard everything from outlandish reports of we have so-called leadership figures and political figures calling for things like assassination attempts and all kinds of other dumb shit. And as much as it pisses people off to say this, I'm going to say it. It's not our problem. It's none of our business. We are not here to be the world police. And a lot of the activities that are taking place right now with sanctions and embargoes and all the other shit that's being put into play is not really going to impact the people that are causing this fight. It's not going to directly affect Putin. It's going to make the Russian citizens miserable, the vast majority of whom don't actually support the actions their government is taking. You know, kind of like what's going on in this country where a lot of the citizens don't support the actions of the government, and it's kind of beyond their control. But the, there's a whole lot of people in the states that are saying, we have to do this and we have to do that, and we've got a whole lot of assholes saying, oh, well, we should be over there. Why isn't NATO doing something? Because the way things are, and people that, you know, they don't have the understanding of politics or military strategy or literally anything beyond whatever the TV tells them to think and whatever their favorite talking heads and their favorite celebrities are feeding them. 
They don't understand that any direct intervention on our parts, NATO is not going to do anything because that would be considered an act of war. It would be provoking World War III. I've I've seen a couple things floating around the internet that I kind of get behind where it's like I'm getting kind of tired of the rest of the world getting dragged into shit over everything that happens in this little circle and it's one little section of the world map but ultimately it's not a, a wrong point there's a lot of strife and a lot of conflict and a lot of bullshit all going on in one little area of the planet that seems to affect the entire planet and it's fucking ridiculous we need to mind our own goddamn business and we can't do nothing, unfortunately, because that is going to have a ripple effect. Anything we do or do not do is still going to cause massive global repercussions. We have China that's watching how we respond to this to see whether or not they're going to make a play for Taiwan. And there's a very real chance it will. But th- that's not new either. There's been all kinds of posturing and stances back and forth on this shit for years. And we as Americans really need to quit trying to control the world, just quit trying to police the world. And worry about fixing all the bullshit that's wrong here first. It's not the first time I've said it. It won't be the last time I've said it. Putting the concerns of the country you live in as a priority makes sense from a logical standpoint. The problem is all the people that are getting really bent out of shape and saying, oh, we have to do something and we have to do this and we have to do that. They're not coming from a place of logic. They're coming from a place of emotion. Emotionally, yeah, it's a shitty situation. It sucks that these people are having their lives upended and ruined by another country coming in and trying to stir shit up. But they're not just rolling over and playing dead, which I think is what Putin was actually expecting. They have armed the citizenry. They are fighting back. They are taking it to the Russians. The Russians were pathetically underprepared for the kind of incursion they were doing, and I think it's specifically because they weren't expecting any resistance. But they're getting resistance. The only thing is they have a lot more resources where... If it becomes a prolonged engagement, they are eventually going to overwhelm the people of the Ukraine. It's just, it's the nature of war. It's shitty, but there's lots of instances of it throughout history. The people who are screaming that we need to get involved are not students of history, or they would know this shit's been going on for fucking ever. And I'm not going to make a whole episode harping on this thing, because there are other things going on in the world. There are more immediate concerns that I have, that a lot of other people have, that are going to be things that I kind of want to address. Like the fact that there are people out there, I filled up my gas tank a couple days ago, and I paid the most I've paid since like 2008. And you get a lot of people that are left-leaning or hardcore leftists, depending on where you're going at the time and who you're talking to, that are going to sit there and scream about how the gas prices aren't the president's fault and they're going to try and insult your intelligence. They're going to try and belittle you for saying that this has anything to do with Brandon and they're shambling through his election. The problem is these are the same people who spent the last four and a half years or whatever trying to blame literally every fucking thing that went wrong in this country on the president. It's the fucking hypocrisy that kills me. The same people that spent four years screaming, not my president, will now get all been out of shape about how you can't disrespect the office. The people who were regularly making social media posts saying fuck Donald Trump and things of that nature are now getting bent out of shape. If you have anything bad to say about the office of the president, you're not being patriotic. You're you're a, a terrorist. You're an insurrectionist. You know, they're calling things that were nowhere near in any way, shape, or form riots, like in the Capitol, say. They were 
stupid, but they weren't riots. Nothing got destroyed. Nothing got burned. Nothing got looted. Other than a couple assholes that might have stolen some shit out of Congress. And frankly, we paid for all of that shit, so I don't know why they're getting bent out of shape about somebody taking it back. Bunch of parasitic fucking thieves is all they are. Left, right, I don't care what side of the aisle you sit on. If you're, if you're a per- career politician, you're a worthless piece of shit. You are a parasite. You provide nothing. You create nothing. You are fucking useless. And that's just my stance on that matter. But we've got these same idiots who spent an entire four years bitching and blaming shit that had nothing to do with on a sitting president, disrespecting a sitting president, slandering, lying, making all sorts of baseless accusations, screaming racist and all this other shit, who have subsequently stuck a cop and a racist in the White House and are now surprised that the people that didn't vote for this asshole aren't showing him any respect and they're not respecting the dignity of the office. And blah, 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 you're trying to blame him for the gas prices. He doesn't set the gas prices. The oil company sets the gas prices. Now, for those of you without a basic understanding of fucking simple economics, and by no means am I an expert in economics, I do have a little bit of an understanding, a little bit of a background. I've done research. I've taken classes. I've done homework. I do have a basic grasp of simple concepts like supply and demand. The instant Biden went into office, he struck down everything Trump put into place that was within his power to strike down. This asshole created a whole bunch of artificial emergencies and horrible situations to try and force his agenda through by piggybacking that shit back onto his bill, using that as leverage to get what he wanted passed. This asshole says, oh, parents can't afford insulin for their kids. They could until you canceled the bill that made it affordable. The bill that struck down the ability of companies producing it to charge astronomical amounts. Biden canceled that. You don't hear a single leftist saying, oh, well, that was a good thing that he undid. No, they just write it off like it didn't fucking happen. Just ignore it. I'm all for calling out bullshit, but you got to play fair. You got to call out both sides. There's way too much division, way too many people that are comfortable overlooking whatever horrible fucking things their guy does as long as it's their fucking guy. And anybody that's unsure about it, go back, look at the timestamps. I was not singing the praises of the fucking Cheeto when he was in office either. I am objective. I think they all fucking suck. But so we have these people who can't balance a fucking checkbook trying to lecture people about, oh, well, the president doesn't set these prices. The president created a dependency on foreign oil that the previous president had eliminated. We were energy independent under the fucking Cheeto. Like him or hate him, that's a fact. That's not an opinion. That's not a feeling. That's a fucking fact. And then we get Sleepy Joe wobbling in, signing all these orders, canceling everything that Trump did just because he wanted to make sure this man didn't have any legacy whatsoever and everything that could possibly go wrong could be pointed directly at him, comes through and says, oh, no, no, we're definitely, we're back to importing all of our fucking crude. And then people don't think that has any impact on the price. Oh, well, the manufacturers are being greedy. No, you dumb motherfucker. The oil has to be gotten out of the ground on the other side of the fucking planet now, loaded into cargo ships because shipping is still the cheapest way to transport stuff, and then shipped to the United States, offloaded in ports that are designed to accommodate offloading crude oil, and then piped to the refineries to be processed into gasoline and other fuels. That is the basic 
way that this works. When we were securing the vast majority of our crude oil domestically out of the Alaskan oil fields, out of the Texas oil fields, things like that, we were not paying extra money to have to ship it around the planet. We were not paying to offset the costs of competing against other countries to buy that crude oil. It was being purchased domestically. It was being processed domestically. The fuels were being made domestically. All of those factors contribute to those bottom lines that people like to point at that when they say it's not the president's fault. The taxation is the entire government's fault. The president is involved in that. It's not solely his responsibility, but he's a part of it. But all the other factors, the how much you have to pay for the oil, how much you have to pay for the refining, how much you have to pay for the transport, have you... All those other factors that these assholes are pointing to when they're saying it's not the president's fault that you're paying $3 a gallon more than you were two years ago, they're fucking stupid because, yes, he made it where all of those factors went through the roof. We weren't paying international prices when we were buying it from ourselves. We weren't paying extra tariffs to have it shipped. We weren't paying cargo ships to haul it around the other side of the globe. It was bought and processed domestically. For the people without a basic understanding of economics, this has another one of those ripple effects. So yes, we are paying a higher base rate for crude, which is being compounded by the conflict in the Ukraine, because the vast majority of Europe purchases their oil from Russia. Russia is one of the biggest oil providers and one of the biggest oil fields on the planet. And most of Europe buys their oil from Russia because, again, that way they're not paying you to ship it around from Venezuela to the other side of the planet. They're getting it from a pipeline. It's being refined locally. They're shipping the gas locally because it's been refined locally. They're paying a lower premium. With that supply in jeopardy due to a war, the price for foreign purchased oil for us goes up because Europe has not reduce the amount of vehicles they have. They have not reduced the need for the supply of fuel. They're only looking at the potential limiting of a source, as in if they start having trade embargoes and sanctions against Russia, they can no longer get that domestic fuel, and it has to be brought up through Syria or from the Middle East or from Venezuela. And subsequently, the Middle East OPEC nations, Venezuelan government, who controls the income from the Venezuelan oil fields, raise the prices. They raise the prices of crude oil because they can. It's real basic supply and demand. The demand goes up, the price goes up. Oil has broken 130 some dollars a barrel, which is a for those of you who don't know that is a like record high. And it's not showing any signs of stopping. It's not going to go down in the face of this conflict. So a quick resolution to what's going on over there would be preferable for all of us. And that's completely glossing over the other domestic issues we're having here, such as the hyperinflation due to the government printing out trillions of fucking dollars that, you know, out of thin air, which dilutes the currency supplies in the country. Yeah, there's a whole lot more money out there, but it's worth so much fucking less now. And again, that's basics, basic principles of economics without, I'm not a teacher. I'm not an expert, but that's, pretty much how it works you're making a whole bunch of money based on nothing and saying it's worth something just because you said so and that's not how it works and to compound that matter the irresponsible fuckheads that are in washington dc who passed this proposed budget with trillions of dollars of extra spending 
that is just money they pulled out of thin air. The vast majority of that money was not even distributed domestically. It was given to other fucking countries and to pork projects and to special interests and bailouts for banks that shouldn't be getting bailed out because they're part of the problem too. And the Fed just keeps saying, okay, well, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Everything they do is driving this inflation. They are not increasing interest rates. They're not doing anything to recoup any of the money they're putting out there. They're just putting out more and more and more. And the more they put out, the less it is worth. It's real basic. I mean, if I have to put it into, like, grade school terms for you, think about your Pokemon card collection you had when you were a kid, because I'm assuming most of my listeners are around that age, Pokemon or Magic or one of those trading card games that were so big back in the late 90s, early 2000s, where you get a whole bunch of energy cards or a whole bunch of land cards or a whole bunch of random-ass cards that allow your cool cards to do whatever cool shit it is they're supposed to do in the context of whatever game it is you're playing. You get a whole bunch of those energy cards to make things happen, but those are the most useless fucking cards as far as any collector cares. Nobody gives a shit how many land cards you have if they're not playing the game. It doesn't have some intrinsic value just because it's a card other than the fact that it's a piece of cardboard. The, the worth is in what it can do, and the more of those cards there are, the less cool what they can do is. It's not a big deal. There's, so it's kind of like that. The more money they make, the more stuff becomes land cards, becomes energy cards. It's, you're not going to get that shiny Charizard that you're fucking looking for because that's worth something because there's only a few of them. There's not a shit ton of them out there floating around or they'd be just another worthless piece of paper too. That's kind of how the currency thing works. When they create a bunch of money based off of nothing, it's worth less, you know? So that's Economics for Dummies 101. And I would like to reiterate, I'm not an expert by any means, but I am smarter than the average bear. Particularly the more I watch what's going on in the world, the more I believe that. I used to think I was kind of an arrogant little prick, and then I just realized, no, there's actually a lot of mouth-breathing dumb fucks out there, and unfortunately they're vocal, and unfortunately they think they're right, and they're not going to let anything pesky like facts or truth get in the fucking way of them thinking they're the smartest cookie in the fucking room. And I don't, the irony of me saying that after saying I'm smarter than a lot of these motherfuckers is not lost on me. But on the other hand, I also am capable of grasping things like truth. And the truth of the matter is, there's a lot of dumb fucking people out there. Which brings me to the second thing I kind of wanted to talk about tonight. And I'm going to touch on this real briefly and then probably going to wrap things up. I did see something over the course of the weekend and after kind of looking into it and getting a little more... I guess it's a thing now, and I don't understand it. I don't pretend to understand it, but i I got to say this. To anybody that's in a situation similar to mine, where you're living in the Midwest, any anywhere in inside of the U.S., or I don't know if it happens in Europe. I don't imagine these kind of things happen over there. Uh, but so if you're in the U.S. and you're in the Midwest or any landlocked state, there is literally zero fucking reason for your truck, your person, your your significant other, any of that shit, to be covered in Salt Life merchandise, okay? Don't get me wrong. I've, I've been to the ocean. I love the ocean. I love the smell of the ocean. I love fishing on the ocean. I like surfing. Believe it or not, my big dumb ass has actually gotten in the ocean and gone surfing, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. You know something? It was it was fun. I liked it. But 
I don't have a bunch of shit slapped on the side of my car that's, you know, salt life, surf rock, surf fish, ocean, blah, blah. If the closest salt water to your fucking house is a thousand miles away, if it's not something you can drive to in a fucking day, I don't care how much fun it was when you were doing it. I don't care what you did while you're on vacation. You're not living the salt life. The ocean is not part of who you are. It's not part of your identity, you simple-minded fuck. You're in the Midwest. Grow the fuck up. Stop being stupid. I don't know if this is like the new Ed Hardy shit where everybody got on board some ugly-ass trend and they thought it was cool for a while. But really, you just need to fucking stop. Just just put it away. Grow grow the fuck up. You're, if, you, you're, if you're in Illinois driving around in a pickup truck, you don't have a surfboard rack on your truck. You're not going out deep sea fishing every other fucking weekend. You might do it once a year if you're in a good position and you're making a decent living and you can afford to take a vacation to the ocean every year. Or maybe you got a timeshare in Florida or some shit like that. I don't know. I don't know per- people's personal stories. But you can't be touting it like that is one of the key factors of your fucking existence. If it was really that important to you, you wouldn't be in the fucking Midwest. So, yeah, just stop being inauthentic. And that's pretty much just something that occurred to me as I was thinking about things I've seen lately that just made me shake my fucking head. Now, in relation to things shaking my fucking head, that brings me to the final point of what I want to talk about in this episode, and that is the COVID restrictions and rollbacks. Now, in what comes as a surprise to literally no one that possesses the capability of critical thought, since it is a midterm election year, and the restrictions and the mandates are massively and wildly unpopular. And even the most hardcore statist motherfuckers have started to question whether or not this is really serving any real purpose beyond, you know, an example of control have started to say this is ridiculous. So state mandates have been rolled back, but mask mandates are done and over with because, oh, all of a sudden the numbers are down. And that little shambling fuckwit Fauci is nowhere to be seen. You couldn't turn on a TV for the last three years without this prick turning up. And all of a sudden, he's just blissfully fucking gone. Some people have even started to joke about it, like, where's Fauci? Find Fauci. We're wondering, where's Fauci? We're worried about Fauci. I personally hope he's in one of the bathhouses in New York, like he was back in the 90s, getting a a little uh, stimulation. But... Yeah, that, so that worthless fuck stick's gone, and I'm glad to say it. I I really hope he just stays, goes somewhere with all the illicit money he made by manipulating the government and manipulating this country, and goes somewhere and crawls back under a fucking rock and just stays fucking gone. And just an abominable waste of fucking flesh that he is. I really hope we've seen the last of him. Now, on the other hand, it would not surprise me at all if as soon as November's done and the numbers are counted, and they've got two more years before they got to worry about the next one. It wouldn't surprise me if all of a sudden they start touting, oh, there's a new strain, more lockdowns, more masks, more, more, more mandates, because they've already gotten a measure for how far they can fucking push it. And after a slight break, it would not surprise me at all. But then again, I'm a cynical shit. I don't have any faith in the powers that be at all in this country. Under that umbrella, I really expect the fucking worst from these degenerate, worthless parasites. And the mainstream media is doing their usual song and dance, shuck and jive, 
look at me, look at me, we're important, we're still relevant. CNN launched a new app, even though their viewership is down 93% last time I checked. That means out of their regular viewership, the numbers they were putting up on a regular basis, 7% of those people are still watching the news with any kind of regularity. Their credibility is completely destroyed. Nobody believes them anymore. Even the hardcore Kool-Aid drinking motherfuckers basically have come out and said they don't trust mainstream news anymore either even when it's the ones that are pushing the narrative they're behind, except for the people who have, there is another factor out there. And if you take the mainstream media seriously, you're probably not going to be listening to this show. But if you are one of those people that still has any faith in any of the big media companies, the media conglomerates, the ones that are trying to censor and shut down dissenting thoughts and differing opinions and basically trying to tell you what to think, what is right, what is okay, what should be approved. The fact that we have a government where the White House has suggested that media should censor dissenting individuals and has strongly recommended certain people be removed from their platforms and silenced because they're saying things that the administration doesn't approve of. If you're not concerned by those factors and you want to keep drinking that Kool-Aid, that's all well and good, but you really really, really need to quit thinking you know what's best for the world. People that have proven track records of lying to us, people that have shown multiple instances of how untrustworthy they actually fucking are, and you still cite them as sources to validate your arguments, you're part of the fucking problem. And there are way too many people that are... they're double down on this. They're super invested. There are people out there that are right now still preaching mandatory jabs, people that are still calling for masks, people that are still saying, get your shot and wear your mask, even though you don't have to anymore. It's the only way we're ever going to get back to normal. These are people that are so invested in fear and so invested in the narrative they bought into And honestly, I think a little part of them probably realizes that if they admit they were wrong, they have to admit they were fucking wrong. It's the same people that try to make excuses when they say, oh, the science has changed. No, the science has never changed. Just what the accepted narrative is has changed. There were always people saying the the mask mandates were useless. There were always people saying these injections are not vaccinations. There were always people saying these jabs are dangerous. These jabs are toxic. Literally the day after the war started in in the Ukraine, they released the ingredients that are in some of these shots, and there are things that are more problematic than the fucking virus was. They have finally come out and admitted that natural immunity is better than anything you get from a jab. These are things that the actual established scientific community is saying they're saying the jab doesn't protect you they're saying the masks won't protect you and the same people that have spent the last two years screaming follow the science listen to the science are now saying ignore the science don't listen to them they're just saying that because of reasons and they they're pointing to all the same boogeymen that they were trying to use to to point at the conspiracy theorists and the people who didn't agree with them in the first place. Oh, well, it's it's a conspiracy theory. No, it's a fucking fact from an established scientific community 
that doesn't happen to line up with the narrative you've thrown your hat in the ring with. And the disconnect is just so painful with some of this shit. That being said, if you if you're more comfortable going out in public wearing a mask, wear your fucking mask. If you're out in public and you're not a mask wearer and you see somebody that is wearing a mask and they're not bothering you about it, leave them the fuck alone. Let them do what makes them happy. Let them do what makes them comfortable. There's no reason to be a dick about it. And I know a lot of us are of the mindset of, you were probably one of those people getting in my face screaming about why aren't you wearing a mask when when it was a mandate or whatever. It doesn't make it necessary for you to get in their face about why are you wearing a mask when you don't have to. So just be cool about it, you know? I've, I went to the grocery store over the weekend, and I saw plenty of people that were still wearing their masks. Now the mandates are repealed in Illinois. They don't have to wear your mask to be inside a building anymore, which makes a lot more sense because the NIH and the various other medical institutions have come right out and said those cloth masks were never doing any good in the first fucking place. It's a, it's like a, pretty much every other piece of virtue signaling on the planet. It's all about the perception. People felt better. I mean, I'm sure there was some psychological good from it because all the fear that had been drummed up in the name of controlling the population through this bullshit required certain mitigating factors to have people go back to being useful and productive and not productive enough to make their own lives better, just productive enough to keep the machine oiled and rolling. Because at the end of the day, that's really what happened. Most of the businesses that were destroyed by these lockdowns, they weren't the big ones. They weren't the ones that can afford kickbacks. They weren't the ones that can afford to buy a senator, that can afford to pay lobbyists to be in there protecting their best interests. It was mom and pop shops. The only good thing to come from this, as far as I'm concerned, was the mass amount of people that realized they weren't getting properly appreciated at their jobs. They weren't getting the best deal at their jobs. And there were literally hundreds, if not thousands, of thousands of people starting their own businesses, starting their own thing, finding new ways to make money from home or for with working within a fucked up, broken system to try and better their own lives. And it showed a lot of people that they could do things they never thought was possible to begin with. And that's a good thing. That That is progress. There's more millionaires being created on a daily basis right now than there ever has been in the history of ever, as far as I'm aware of. Because people are getting out there and coming up with these amazing things. Now, granted, some of these fucking millionaires are like TikTok creators. They're content creators, and they make all of their money off of other people giving them money for doing entertaining or amusing shit. Or, unfortunately, in a lot of instances of social media mavens that are making shit tons of money, they're doing it by they pick a side on an issue and they go balls to the wall. They go in all in. And the left is really good about saying how the right is promoting all this hate and division and all this other shit. But you know what? So are they. It's just a different, they're, they're painting with different colors, but they're using the same fucking brush. The tactics aren't even different. They point out things that are stupid and insignificant, and they blow them the fuck out of proportion, and then dumb people that agree with them stand in line to throw money for fucking nothing. And these assholes are getting rich off of it. Not now, not a lot of them. There's, there's not like this huge plethora of social media people that are all of a sudden, you know, living off the millions of dollars they're making. 
But there are a lot of them that do it as a career. Their entire livelihood is generated by their social media presence. Now, there's a lot of creators out there that do some really cool shit. There's a lot of really good entertainment out there that's coming from sources that are not traditional. However, a lot of the like a lot of the people I follow, they have their own income sources from other things. They're not dependent on social media for their living. It's it's people doing things like I do, like, you know, merch merch links in bio or whatever. And they're selling their own little merchandise, shirts and cups and mugs and shit like that with slogans on it. Or they're reaching partnerships with big companies that want, or even little companies sometimes, that happen to make something cool that want to partnership with them, using these influencers to get their name out there in exchange for either money or free product, free merchandise, free services, discounted services, whatever. I mean, and these are people with way bigger reach than I have. There's a reason there's no advertising codes getting thrown at you at the starts of these shows. There's a reason there's no talking points about cool products I think you should go out and try. Now, that's not to say I don't ever recommend products that I think are cool and you should try, but I'm not being paid for it. I would love to work out some sponsorship deals. I would love for somebody to come give me some money to mention their product in my show. Don't see it happening anytime soon because... Based on everything I can tell, my reach is actually diminishing and less people are listening to the show. But, you know, if you're here and you're listening to it, thank you. I appreciate you. You're awesome. Send, 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 send me some something to let me know you're listening. I might send you something in return. Who knows? Uh, no promises. <laughs> I still have a job, too, you know. But ultimately, at the end of the day, there is a lot... A lot of new income coming in for people, and a lot of these creators that have their merch link items or their their little shops or SD shops or whatever it is that they're getting their name out there through their social media presence and using it, whether it be through memberships or donations or advertising revenue or whatever, they're bringing in additional income to their lives, and that's not a bad thing. It's one of those things that. I learned by listening to other shows and other people that are doing it better than I am that you need to diversify your sources of income. That's I've been saying it for a long time. I was saying it before I even knew what I was trying to say. I was just saying when I was younger and anybody that knew me before I had this show, I used to always say, you're never in a good position if you only got money coming from one place because if that one place dries up, you're fucked. Now, it's not very refined. It's not very polished, but that's just kind of how I used to look at it. And I've since being exposed to some other sources and some other information. And I've seen where I'm not the first person to come up with this. I honestly don't believe much of what I come up with. I'm the first person to come up with anything. A lot of shit was probably known a long time ago that's been forgotten because people are lazy or stupid or inconsiderate. But to the point being, I've heard it put better. I've heard it put more polished and more succinctly that you need to diversify your sources of income, which is the same as saying don't you know take your money from one job. That's why I've always had two jobs, which... It was kind of peasant mentality. I'm kind of not real proud of the fact. I mean, I used to go, yeah, you know, of course I got two jobs. You got to have two jobs nowadays. No, you need to have multiple sources of income. That doesn't mean you need to have multiple jobs. You just need to have multiple sources of income. There are better ways to do that. Selling, advertising, having, being able to monetize your hobbies, being able to do things you enjoy doing and get paid for it. That's the fucking dream. That used to be the ideal, the goal. And it's so much more attainable now than it has ever been in the past where why not do it? It makes a whole lot of sense. And uh, 
Yeah, so that's the things that have been rolling around in my head this week. And, you know, for now, be good to each other. Do better, be better. That's all I, all I can think of, and that's what I had to say. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to another episode of I Had to Say It. If you liked what you heard, leave a review, give us a follow, give me some feedback. And if you didn't like what you heard, leave a review, give me a follow, give me some feedback. I'll try and fix it. Check us out on all the social media platforms at I Had to Say It podcast is the trigger for all that stuff for the search term. And if you want, check out the website, www.ihadtosayitpodcast.com. There's links to people that have been involved with the program things i've talked about there are some links available for some merch that we're working on and there are ways to contact us there as well and thanks for listening and i look forward to talking to you again soon